Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash Westworld and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash Westworld or text Westworld to 500-500 to get started today. Welcome to Watching Westworld, the officially unofficial podcast for Westworld on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we're here to do a season two preview podcast. I don't know about you, but I am incredibly excited for the new season. Yes. I just binge watch like all of season one, not quite all of season one uh, this weekend. And I'm, I'm primed. You watched the whole thing, though, because I noticed on thing, it, it's yeah. like I, I went back and it's like, oh, yeah, Jim's watched the whole damn thing. Yeah, last week I watched the first two, and then this weekend just blitzed through the rest. Right. Uh, I, for myself, have watched the final four episodes of the season okay. to kind of get myself back into the characters and where they're at. And I also yeah. watched um, Alt-Shift-X's incredible season one of Westworld Explained, which made some explicit connections that I probably maybe i made last year but like refresh stuff i'll maybe link that in the show notes because he did a lot of really good work and i think he's going to be doing weekly uh videos this this year um yeah i gotta say the rewatch was enlightening yeah um oh yeah i picked up on a lot of stuff that i hadn't quite noticed i got so wrapped up in like the minutia of the Mm -hmm. week to week that i missed a lot of the big stuff that's happening plus knowing the end game of dr ford and the fact that bernard is a host and all these and and the william and the man in black are one of the same definitively i found changed a lot of the things that i Mm -hmm. you know a lot lot of the the takes and the way i felt about certain scenes so you mentioned specifically like arnold being a host maybe now's a good time to talk about our spoiler policy yeah because if you haven't watched season one oops that's a big spoiler uh, don't start with the, the season hell are two you preview doing? podcast. Yeah, you're just you're you're we've a babe got, in the woods here. We've got coverage of season one. Go back, listen you're, to that. You're, you're William. You need to be more the man in black, man. Keep yeah. yourself protected. <laughs> but going forward, like, what is our policy on spoilers in general? We usually at Bald Move have the same policy across the board, which is we talk about the episode proper. Any promotion, marketing materials, things like that. Officially released Officially material released, from like, the company. Like we're going to be discussing this, the trailers for season two right. and the promotional materials that they have put out for season two. If you do not want that, if, if, if you have, are, you're so spoiler phobic that you do not watch the trailers for the upcoming season, then you know maybe bail on this. But mm-hmm. but we we talk about that. We do not talk about. Uh, Spoilers such as production leaks, like if someone has stolen right. a script or someone has uh, somehow gotten their hands on an episode in advance and are posting that stuff on Reddit, we act as mm-hmm. if that stuff does not exist. We try to avoid it ourselves because, you know, we just think it it's it's if that's what you like and that's what you're what you're into, then then cool. But it's not what we're into. And and there's yeah. a lot more nuanced discussion about you know where does theories and speculation and things like that fit in? And we'll have a longer yeah. discussion that towards the end of the podcast, but we want to right. talk about Westworld in, in watching Westworld. You can shoot the spoilers, but the spoilers can't shoot. You. <laughs> That's right. There, we have specially designed spoiler guns that a safe sh- space shoot cotton balls. Yeah. Uh, instead of spoilers. Uh, okay. Where do we begin? 
Uh, I think we should begin with the trailer. Okay. Which one? Uh, the, there's there's two yeah, there, there are a couple trailers. The, yeah. the teaser one that was set to Kanye West's Runaway, the piano music, and then the la- last one, which was yep. Nirvana's... Uh, Heart Shape Box. Heart Shape yeah. Box, right. Uh, which I thought was really amazing. Yeah. No, it's great. That rendition of Heart Shape Box is phenomenal. I love that song. Um, and I love that version of it. But, yeah, I mean, I so I have notes on the Heart Shape Box version mm-hmm. of the trailer. Mm-hmm. I don't have the other trailer. That's fine. But I have watched it recently, so. It's funny because, like, as little as a week ago, we were kind of debating about what season two would look like. And you mm-hmm. kind of opined that I think the show is going to go away from the mystery box storytelling aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, I don't know. I think that's something that uh, Jonathan and Lisa uh nolan and joy really like to do mm-hmm. and i feel like there's a lot of evidence of that in this this second trailer like yeah, they're sure. explicitly still showing what's going on with william and logan i think mm-hmm. they're going to like there's obviously uh a robot revolution happening within westworld mm-hmm. you know you see the imagery of uh of dolores <laughs> riding roughshod over these these humans the the the, the guests yeah um and and <laughs> May with the stampede of Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, rampaging through the facility. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that we're, much like last season, we are not going to understand what the hell is going on. They're going to be showing it to us all. Like, the cards are going to be face up on the table, mm-hmm. but we're not going to understand what's going on until all of them get dealt out. And I think this year's central mystery is what is the whole find the door thing. Last year it was what is the maze mm-hmm. We found the maze. Now there is, in the trailer, revealed a physical door mm-hmm. that looks like it pops out of the desert the way shit on Westworld does. Uh, but there's also probably a metaphoric. Sure. You know, the maze last year right. was essentially journeying inward to find consciousness. Yep. What, what is the door? Is the door... I want to say that maybe it's going to be the robot's escape from the park. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Is it the physical escape, whereas the, the consciousness was the mental escape yeah. of last season? Yeah. Because uh, now you're you're free possible. you're free of mind, but your body is still in, in bondage. Uh, I think the most important part of this trailer, though, uh-huh. by far, uh, without a doubt, is Lee is back. Lee is definitely still alive. Lee has some stuff to do in this second season. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, Lee I mean, is my favorite character. We were we talking about this on lunch because you, I think someone mentioned maybe it's this uh, offline discussion to have, but someone's mentioning like why is he in the trailer? Because are the robots really going to be still? invested in the story or like why can't they write their own stories why do they need humans at all and i'm like Mm -hmm. i don't know like if you just rounded up 100 people off the street and asked them to write a hollywood script how often would you get something that was actually good like if if anyone could do that yes Yes. and now you're right (laughs) is he a good one Uh, arguable i don't know i don't know debatable certainly um Uh, i think it's it's gonna be more from what i get from what I gather of the trailers, it's going to be more him helping Maeve to find her daughter, I think, because mm-hmm. he would he would have some idea of where she would be, right? Right. Um, she she well, we has know. I mean, we, we, the location, we, but I... Right. There's a lot of consternation about that because, like, there's some people speculating that she has to go to sh- the Shogun world, the new, uh, you know, feudal Japanese... We do see her there, yeah. Uh, that she has to go there to find her, but... That note made explicit that she's in Park One. We know Park One is Westworld. Park Two is the the Shogun World or Samurai mm-hmm. World. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to call it. Uh, S World. Yeah, <laughs> shit town. <laughs> sure. Uh, I 
Yeah. But but we do see Lee with Maeve right. in the trailers. Right. So I think there's going to be some role for him on Maeve's journey, whatever it is. Right. Uh, uh, the the other character that's going to be back that we weren't sure about, um, and you can see in the trailers, is Stubbs. Yeah. Uh, that... Stubbs is going to be working with Bernard now. I think there are timeline things happening here. That's what the robots wants you to believe. Uh, right. What you don't know is he's been snatched. Uh, uh, Stubbs' copy has been printed out host, in, yeah. in uh, Ford's. I, I don't know. In, in his subterranean But I'm sure week one, refuge. that will be speculation. For sure. Uh, Stubbs is definitely host. We'll, the we'll the lesser Hemsworth brother had a twitchy eye, and that for, <laughs> therefore he, he's an AI. If you, if you got be. a twitchy eye, you must be an AI. That's what Johnny Cochran says. What episode will his face open up? That's what I want to know. <laughs> episode one, but people still debate it. Yeah. Not uh, conclusive. So Stubbs is, based on the trailer, is going to be having some interaction with Bernard. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also going to be part of the security team that rolls in to kind of clean up Ford's mess yeah. after the massacre. Right. Um, so, so I think that says, hey, he's going to be in the current timeline, and therefore you know he's back right. it's not some weird like flashback thing where we find out it, i mean it might also be this like we find out Stubbs is a host and that he's been around since bernard was created and all this right. shit possible but um definitely i think we see him in the current timeline returning well the other thing speaking of like you know who knows what um it's not common knowledge that bernard is a host right but there is a scene in the trailer where charlotte hale is in the storage parts of Westworld, and she is, like, I think confronting Bernard with the fact that there's a whole bunch of naked Bernards down there. Oh, yeah? In, in cold storage, yeah. Huh, I didn't, I didn't get that. That might have, that might have been in the... Because there's... So not only is there the official trailers, but just like last year, there's an official Delos website Yeah, uh, that has uh, augmented reality-type stuff in it where you can, you can, like, you know, go and book a fake vacation and read their policies and all this other stuff there's there were there were hidden trailers one that that reveals the find the door mechanism and one that is just kind of like essentially supplement it starts off as marketing dayless material and then shows a couple other scenes i'm not sure which one that is uh whether that was just a brief scene in the real trailer or that but they definitely have scenes of her co- you know confronting bernard with himself yeah um so she's gonna figure it out but the other thing is um you know, late last season, people started looking at Tomorrowland, which was the follow-up to Westworld, mm-hmm. the, the movie. And that plot largely revolved around replacing world leaders with robots and then, you know, secretly putting them out in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of there's a couple of big questions because we know even from season one that Delos was they had the only interest they had in Westworld was this secret project. Okay. Uh, and that 35 years of data that they tried to smack, smuggle out on Abernathy mm-hmm. uh, is, is crucial to that. And we also see there's a lot of blank-looking, white, soldier-looking things. Like, they're very yeah, beefy yeah. humanoids, but they don't have faces. Super cool-looking. They are, and there's speculation that maybe that's some secret military protocol, that they're, they're, they're these are these are combat drones that they're creating. Uh also, that they, these could be blanks that they're slowly replacing people with. Um, there's mm-hmm. a uh, that's, I saw some some speculating that maybe uh, the whole board of Delos has already been um, <laughs> replaced. Now, the one thing uh, we can say for sure is that Dolores has been out into the real world before, because we see a party hosted by either William or Logan, and she is there as like a cocktail waitress. I don't know if that's something Logan's doing to piss off William as they can. I imagine there's going to be a lot. And of there's ju- a meeting between William and Dolores in the facility. Yeah. Um, that is outside of the part. Not 
not outside of the park, but not within like the western part of the park, right? right. Um, so, so we do know that yeah, Dolores is going to have some like real world interaction, right? So we know that Logan the robots get out. Now, I don't know if that's something yeah. that like just like high ranking Dalos executives can make happen. Again, I think a lot of the the past storyline is going to be how William wrested control of Dalos. Yes, from Logan. Now and it's interesting because see... I don't know. I would never assume that we needed to see that because uh-huh. William makes a pretty good case before he slaps naked Logan's horse yeah. and rides him off in the sunset of how he's exactly going to do this. And I would just assume that everything went as planned for sure. But they're going to go back as like there's also introducing the character of Logan's father. Yeah. Uh, Which well we assume it's Logan's father, right? We we don't have any information for sure, but. It's an older guy, um, and he. Th- we can see him in a scene where he's apparently delivering some bad news to Logan. I guess that's true. Uh, by he a could, pool. But, but it's his... I, I assume it's his father. Yeah, okay. And I, I think that's I'm a pretty to think safe like, Why am I assuming that? I think that every, a lot of people are assuming that. Because uh, yeah, everybody who claims maybe, it is assuming it. <laughs> maybe it's, it's been, like, honestly casting news, which maybe. I think would be legit, too. But I, that, that's got to be a big part. And also how William got disillusioned with... Um, uh, Dolores, although again, and his fall to you know f- closer to the Man in Black, right? And, we know we know some of that backstory, but not all, right? Of it. But again, it's curious to me, like how you know I have ultimate faith with uh, with with Nolan and, and Joy here. However, the critic in me says, how much more information do we need? Like, what are they going to tell us? I mean, it's got to be something, but my knee-jerk yeah. reaction is, why do I need to know exactly how he took over the company? Why do I need to know exactly? Because it's going to be important to the larger story. It's got to be. I just can't. I just yeah. don't know where. Because we saw, why did he get disillusioned with Dolores? Because he saw that, you know, she was just, he, he was revealed to him that she's just a program. Yeah. A sophisticated program. Like, he, mm-hmm. he had the inverse uh, he had the inverse experience that Dr. Ford had. Dr. Ford was skeptical of their sentience. And then over the course of many years, drew the unescapable conclusion that he was running a slave plantation, mm-hmm. whereas William was an early convert to these robots needing the protection and being treated as human beings. And he was jarred out of that perception by his experiences to think that they're just mindless automatons. Yeah. Um, the other thing about the man in black is he's definitively stated last year that he doesn't have much time left. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. I wonder... Is he talking about his health? Because we're informed that most disease has been conquered in the real world. Mm-hmm. Is he talking about the board of directors getting tired of his shit? Uh, we, and being, I don't think we like, know yet. And yeah. then he's being like, what What time, what, what, is, what does that mean when he doesn't have much time? Or is he just getting old? Sure. I mean... Well, that <laughs> People start thinking about time more as they get old, certainly. Right. Uh, it, yeah, I don't think we have the answers to that yet, but he is... Seemingly a big part of the season going forward, um, or the show going forward, rather. It's it looks like he's in a lot of scenes. Um, it definitely early on, uh, he's going to be part of you know the revolt, and it, it seems like he's. I don't I don't know what his reaction to it is going to be. You know, mm-hmm. he kind of smiles there at the end when he sees this army of uh, hosts charging the, the the rest of the group. Right. So, what is his reaction going to be? How? comfortable is he with this new it almost felt to me like it was his opportunity for the stakes to right finally be you know finally be real and i think that's yeah there's and i the think maybe he of, says that in the trailer he is his excitement i think his smile is because this is what he's wanted he's yeah. wanted the robots to actually fight back yeah if they can kill him that's his that's his dream right and he might be suicidal 
Yes. Like like in a in like a suicide by cop kind of way, a suicide by host kind of way that he wants because we found out that his wife's committed suicide. His daughter mm-hmm. blames him for being at death because he's such a weird, cold, un, you know, unemotional killer. Uh, but yet he's this, you know, philanthropist outside. And that's one of the, you know, cuts to the heart of, you know, as a gamer myself, something that's always made me uncomfortable about the... The concept of Westworld is, you know, I've killed millions and millions, if not billions of people in video games. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm not going to make the argument that these, you know, are are things that de- deserve my my uh, my protection or my thought or they're, they're, they're real people. Mm-hmm. But we're on the cusp of having artificial intelligence that we could perhaps describe as consciousness. Like, I don't know if it's 10 years, I don't know if it's 50 years, I don't know if it's 100, but it's probably going to happen, mm-hmm. probably in people listening to this podcast lifetime. And what do we do? Because, you know, I've always been a big believer of, like, fictional violence does not incite people to be violent and does not desensitize people to real violence. But you can make a good argument that going to Westworld is a very good psycho trainer <laughs> because you're actually – you know these these robots are meat robots now. You're actually killing human bodies with at least emergent potential human consciousness. Uh, what what when 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 does their simulation become so real that it does become a useful murder simulator? Uh, and what does that do to the world outside? I don't know the answer to that, but I would say it's certainly as close as you can get. Um, you know, giving them physical form and giving them the traits to convincingly fool you like passing mm. this touring test um standing right in front of you that's as close as we can get right to you know training essentially like you said murderers because we and i think that like i think we have to stop saying maybe not all of the robots in the park are sentient but there's enough of them that are because mm. the core thing that dr ford set up last year was uh uh dolores Killed one of her creators because she's programmed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 shit, not Bernard. Um, Arnold. Arnold. But Dr. Ford, she killed of her own free will. Yeah. And that and, was the key difference. And then they also contrast that with Maeve, who we thought was doing all this stuff because she wanted to find her daughter. But then we found out there was an elaborate story uh, that she was programmed into. Uh, yet the la- the final step mm-hmm. of that was to exfiltrate from the park, and she chose to stay for her daughter. So we see yes. two of these female robots are are elite, are self actualized. So mm-hmm. I don't think you can argue that Dolores and Maeve uh, are people. Like, no, they're no, not I, human. I think... They're not human beings, but they are certainly conscious beings. Absolutely, and I, I think one of the so first of all, okay, I got two points on this. First of all, okay. I think it's super interesting how they used Arnold last season as sort of the mistake that led to the springing of consciousness. And mm-hmm. and you look at Ford's speech about, you know, evolution using a single tool, the mistake, mm-hmm. to craft all of the things that we see in right. humanity, um, which is certainly conscious. And then you look at Arnold making that one mistake, but it's the reveries and the memory of that mm-hmm. mistake that ultimately lead to the consciousness. I think that's just a super cool loop. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing about this is I wonder how they're going to portray the difference between those hosts that are conscious and those right. that aren't. Because I think even in season one, it was getting difficult to tell, right? Like, I don't think Teddy ever quite had that but moment. But he's getting close. He's, he's damn close, but I don't think he ever had that moment. So how 
do you give every single host like this demarcating moment where you say now they're conscious? Because because right. the thing that it the the thing to me is is making that choice to do something other than your programming just tells right. you to. Right. Uh, but how do we get in the heads of all the hosts and say, okay, this host is conscious, this host isn't? It's hard to say. Uh, I mean, I-, I wonder how the show is going to approach that because they have to almost get all these hosts to the same level. Otherwise, o- or potentially have the hosts who are conscious using the hosts that aren't. Right. But then that becomes icky too, right? Well, it's it's like we struggle with these questions today. Like, yeah. you know, with abortion, you are you are inarguably terminating human life. But are you actually terminating a person? Mm-hmm. That's like you're definitely. It's like no one would question that that's a potential person. At what point do you actually attain personhood? And similarly, at the end of life, when people are in a vegetative state, there mm-hmm. are people to say, "Well, that's still a person. It cheapens human life to euthanize it." Or if a person's in pain and want, like you know, what when does a person who inarguably was a person stop becoming a person? Mm-hmm. Uh, these are deb- these are things we struggle with amongst our own species. Uh, the fact that it's going to be something that we argue about in our own creation, our own mechanic, things we built with our own hands is going to be is going to be really trippy. But I'm glad we get to you know wrestle with this through uh, science fiction and hopefully maybe come up with some satisfying answers. Because like yeah, like one yeah. of the things is I think we need to really start thinking about this stuff really fucking quick. And I'm, and there are already some very mm-hmm. smart people that are wrestling with these questions, but in a public like how do we feel about this stuff? And all of this, I, I feel, is going to tie into what I'm perceiving as sort of a battle between factions within the hosts. Mm. I, I think there's the potential, and I don't know if it's going to be Dolores or Maeve who's going to be essentially the one who sees the beauty in this world mm. um, that the humans have constructed. Because you can see like a scene in the trailer where Dolores ex- explores a library, right? And she's it's not going to do Dolores any good to get her hands on the history of humanity. <laughs> I think that can only sour her opinion on us. Right. Um, so it's possible she may flip-flop or Maeve may flip-flop um, or neither of them does. And I think there's going to be some kind of tension there. Like, what should we do about humanity? Right. You know, these are our enslavers. Mm-hmm. Should we kill them all? Should we get into the real world and burn their world down at the same time? Right. Or should we try to come to some equilibrium with them? And I... I think that's pretty interesting. Well, the other, the latest trailer, Maeve, I think she's saying this to Dolores. She says, revenge is just a different prayer offered at the same altar. And there's a conspicuous, really bad cut in that trailer for the dialogue. Right. So that's what I'm saying. terrible. They certainly edited it to be tricky. tricky, But I think she's, we're led to believe she's saying that to Dolores, which makes what you say... As proof of what you said, that there is a schism within the robot world. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what I'm basing it on. And it's also interesting that, like, uh, how the robots mythology system, if it if it develop, continues to develop, like, it's much more like Greco-Roman, where the gods are numerous and imperfect and, in fact, mm, sometimes yeah. flawed and sometimes cruel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and how, how do you deal with that? Like, what, what does worship of that look like? Um, versus or do do you even worship those gods like that's a fair question too or, or, like why like, would we worship these gods and it's it's a fair question for these robots to be like we're superior we're the god like and that's essentially uh dolores last year to to william like we're the yeah. new gods we're going to walk this earth long after your bones have turned to dust and sand that we're that, uh-huh. that we're trotting upon uh but yeah like and the other thing is 
I like the potential inversion there because w- if you described last year which which AI was angry and which AI oh, yeah. and which AI was more thoughtful and contemplative, you would say Maeve is the angry one and Dolores sure. is the one that's measured and thoughtful and inquisitive mm-hmm. and innocent. And it seems like the tables are being flipped, and now Maeve is the one who. Uh, says, hey, maybe we can all get, we can find a way to all get along and coexist. And maybe Dolores yeah. is the one's like, fuck that. Th- they are definitely both seen leading armies, though. You yeah. know, Maves is a, a cattle army. Right. Uh, Dolores is a host army, but but armies are just tools. It's what you, what For are sure. you, what yeah. are you doing with them? Are you, are you uh, protecting and defending mm-hmm. uh, your lives and liberties, or are you oppressing and subjugating and and uh, steal and and pill- pillaging things? Um, and if I know this show, they're gonna be more nuanced with it than just sure. right and wrong. Sure, uh, kill, don't kill. Yeah, it's not gonna devolve into The Walking Dead. We're not gonna have season after season. Of- right. Oh, should we kill well, the host? Shouldn't we? So the other thing is like that. I I don't know if I knew this last year. And I just forgot it, or it was a, a detail so quick that I missed it. But Dolores is literally Wyatt. Every yes. single time yeah. you hear a mention last year of Wyatt, they're literally talking about Dolores because there's one scene of uh, that's what I mean about missing the bigger right, picture because where, of the where, minutia. Yeah. Um, uh, Arnold copies uh, Wyatt's story onto Dolores to get her to do the first massacre. Uh-huh. So, and I think that's kind of interesting because people are like, well, there you go. Like, how can that be a thinking conscious person? Because this programming's imprinted it. But that's kind of how people are work. The way, like, if you take the same person and you raise them in one part of the world versus the other, if you raise them in Japan, if you raise them in sub-Saharan Africa, if you raise them in New York, if you raise them in t- Nashville, Tennessee versus, sure, you know, fucking Sonoma Valley, California. That same person is going to have radically different outlooks, cultural values, yeah. and is but and is make that, different decisions. But is that because they're not the same person? Right. Also, you can take that person and throw them the right book, and they'll change it. So, like, uh-huh. yeah, and, no, like how much of Dolores is the angry Wyatt programming is interesting, but it doesn't take away from her personhood because right. you know you can do that with serial killers. Like, well, is Jeffrey Dahmer an evil person, or was? You know, he just uh, a poor, neglected, abused youth that just laughed. I mean, fuck. Those are all interesting and heady questions. And I do think the show has an opinion on that, by the way. You know, it portrays the decision of Dolores at the end. Right. I think that that is a definitive statement by the show saying she is conscious at this point, And mm. it's her choice that made it so. Yeah. Um, whereas I think they're doing the same with Maeve. But Maeve is an interesting case because she has... I guess actually each of them, both of them, have right. cornerstone memories that yes. their whole personality is built on. And I suppose in the end, they both make choices that fall in line right. with those cornerstone memories, right? Maeve is unable to leave the park abandoning her daughter because that cornerstone memory keeps her there. And at this point... And, and is that her programming keeping her there, or is right. that her conscious choice keeping her there? And it's very questionable uh i mean we see i mean I, I don't think it is questionable because we see her programming as telling her to leave and she chooses to but stay. But, it, but the cornerstone memory is also part ah, of that programming true. so how do you distinguish between the memory programming right. and the actual like logic right. code line by line programming? Well, see that's the thing like as as a as an atheist um you know people like well how do you how do you find meaning in life you know that's mm-hmm. like the question because if you do, if you ultimately believe that everything is meaningless and the universe has no opinion Opinion about ethics, morality, which I absolutely do believe. Well, how do you become not just you become a nihilist? You must be a nihilist then, right? Well, no, because I believe that we all get the the, the beauty of this 
worldview is we all get to choose our own meaning and mm-hmm. it's it's no more artificial than anything sure like it's all arbitrary which means the thing that you choose is special and beautiful so if Maeve, even knowing at this point that that's not her real daughter, mm-hmm. that that this is just programmed affection, it's still the way she feels, and it's the it's the meaning that she chooses to have in her life, right? Which I think is I think is pretty cool, and from yeah. a secular humanist standpoint, mm-hmm. like there is nothing. It's not something that the gods of on high have given her in morality. It's not something. It's 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 at this point she's a free moral agent, and she chooses to stay for she chooses to to make that relationship mean something. Yeah. I want to take a break here to talk about today's sponsor of the podcast, Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. All you got to do is go to audible.com slash Westworld and browse their unmatched, unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a free trial. Start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash Westworld or text Westworld to 500-500 to get started today. Now, the thing about Audible is they have this unmatched selection of audiobooks that range from original audio shows, news, comedy, uh, and much more, including, uh, in, in some of the talking points, erotica. What? If, 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 you, if you like that aspect of Westworld. Do they, do they kind of tuck that in the, the folds they, of Audible? Because I've never seen that. They, 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 got, they, got some, they got some moldy, foldy folds. <laughs> And they, they, oh they, they keep their they, – it's like in between your mattress at your mom's house. Mm. They keep that a rocket, but they, they got it. They got it. They got it. Spoken All word, right. and I bet it's sexy. That's that's for someone. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers, and erotica providers. Yes. Um, the, the leading ones. Audible helps you listen to more books by letting you switch seamlessly between devices, picking up exactly where you left off. That's what I enjoy about it because mm-hmm. I prefer to read when I can. So I love when I got a good book and at night I'm reading my Kindle until I can't see straight and I put it away. I jump in my car the next morning. Uh, I tur- uh, sync my phone to my uh, freaking Bluetooth radio set in the car and it picks up right where I stopped reading the night before using that Amazon Whisper Sync technology. Whether it's on your phone, through your car, from a tablet, uh, or at home on an Amazon Echo, you can get through tons of books, hands and eyes free, while doing almost anything. Jim, you're a big no-shit customer of Audible. Yeah. I have been for a long time. You've been burning through books lately. What's what's some stuff you've been enjoying? Uh, I recently had to upgrade to the two-book-a-month uh, thing. because One I, book I just, wasn't cutting One it. book was not enough anymore to feed my addiction. Uh, and because I'm very much the guy who doesn't ever want to read, if possible, mm-hmm. I want to listen to audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I blasted through in the last two months like six or seven audiobooks, uh, three of which were the Expanse novels. Uh, the first three in the what's going to be a trilogy of trilogies, nine book series uh, by James S. A. Corey, who is a writing duo of I don't know Ty and Daniel are their mm-hmm. names. Uh, but that series is. Fun, funny that you should ask, Aaron, because I know mm-hmm. you're thinking this. What does this have to do with anything bald move? Well, we're doing a podcast on The Expanse. And it's science fiction. And it's science fiction. It's so an ad I, inside an ad. Adception. I feel like it's right up the alleys <laughs> of a lot of people who are listening to Westworld. Those books are so well written. So well written. I, like, I, th- these are two people who have worked under George Martin before um, and and. I, I don't know, know their exact relationship, but yeah, they, they are, have affiliations with George Martin uh, in some form, I do a and podcast on his works. Can I say I'm affiliated with Martin too? I don't think so. Oh. No, they know him personally. That, that's legally actionable to <laughs> yeah. make that claim. Yes, 
uh, just like I can't say I'm affiliated with Audible necessarily because I haven't met Audible. No. I don't know what kind of person Audible is. They're but nice enough to sponsor us. And they, they certainly have an are. unmatched audio selection. Yeah, uh, uh, which I cannot recommend the Expanse books highly enough. I I blasted through them in the course of like two weeks. I feel like this is an easy sell. Like we're t- we're talking about science fiction in a spoken yeah. word format. You guys are watching a science fiction show and listening to an auto an audio program. Mm-hmm. So you'll will probably enjoy Audible, and they are inviting our listeners to start a thirty day trial and get your first audio book free. All you got to do again is go to audible dot com. That's a u d i b l e dot com slash westworld or text westworld all one word to 500 500 to get started somebody uh, kills young ford the host yeah i saw that i think it's the man in, i think it's looks, the man in black looks like it could be him riding away on a horse yeah. so that's like again you know uh the man in black at this point surely must know that all these games are not for humans to play but he he continues to inter- interject himself into that story. <laughs> he's making his own meaning at this point, you know. No, I, but I this feel is like his game that he's wanted to play. Don't and you now feel he's like playing. he has to die eventually? Because, sure. yeah, like, I think so. In in most mythos, um, mortals that continue to butt their nose into the affair of gods, it mm-hmm. doesn't usually go well for them. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think he's kind of deliberately doing that. He's still a fascinating character. Yeah, and also like that's the one thing that I still kind of have a problem with when I was rewatching is like I don't know that I buy that William would have this complete heel face turn. Uh it it felt a little maybe that's why they're gonna go run it back and and and, and tell it in slow motion and fuller detail and more color because like there's people like me there's a little skeptical that like you know you see this emergent consciousness and you see it as something fragile and beautiful to be protected and then later you see that thing being why it's it'd be like you know if i got to know you as my friend and yep jim's a person obviously he's a person he should have and then you got lobotomized and i saw you again i'm like well this isn't a person he was never like it's not to say like i I, it's weird Hmm. that a person would jump to like oh well i was fooled by the programming and not this system has fucked with this like like lobotomized them or reset their memory or or like you know Someone gets I mean, up maybe off the it's ground a case and some of expectation. And, yeah, like if like if like, someone gets up off the ground and they continue and it's like as it keeps trying to sit up, someone knocks them back down. Would you be like, oh well, that person just can't get up, or would you be like, you know, and then what if that person yeah. was invisible that you couldn't see them being knocked down? Like, but but I, I feel like maybe it's a case of expectation, right? You had the expectation that I'm a conscious human being. Uh, William oh, had, going into the park had the expectation that they were not, and he felt like he was tricked. And then, yeah, he felt like this was all a ruse, and he right. saw behind the curtain yeah. um, with Dolores, and maybe those expectations set him up for the conclusion hmm. that he reached. Right on, uh, which is probably true of of a lot of the theorizing that happened in season one. <laughs> Conclusions influenced by expectation. Uh, the other thing that strikes me in this trailer is this uh-huh. season looks to be much more action-packed. Like, I, I remember there were a few sequences in season one, um, specifically, like, the ending of it, where, mm-hmm. you know, Hector and uh, Armistice and yeah. and Maeve go just on a rampage right. through the facility. But that was, like, one of the few over-the-top, like, sequences mm-hmm. of of action. Right. Um, whereas this seems to, like... It's gonna it's gonna kickstart from the very beginning right. with the massacre of all of these guests, um, 
and I I just see it getting bigger from there. Yeah, I wonder if they're fooling us. Like you're, a lot of these scenes of like Dolores yeah. riding on the planes with a rifle are going to be in the first five minutes of this <laughs> season, and then it slows down and starts. By all accounts, I because I the... hear that that's not the case. Oh, okay. But, like I've read some like preview mm. stuff for season two, not spoilery, but mm-hmm. just like general feelings on the right. show. Because I guess some critics have seen like the first five episodes yeah. at this point. Yeah. Uh, we are not one of those 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 critics. So saying more action is not a spoiler. I don't All right. Think. All right. Cool. And I'm I'm down with that. Uh, I never felt yeah. like last season was action deprived. No. But I did think it was super cool to see. Uh, I, the robots discovering modern automatic weapon, yeah, <laughs> firearms and weaponry. Like, I, I think the action is just going to be on a grander scale, right? The action you saw before was like uh, a shootout between a few people. Um, Plus, you know, HBO spent a lot of money last season, and it was kind of a gamble, mm-hmm. uh, but it paid off. So, like, it's like it's you know, thank God for HBO uh, <laughs> because they tend to reward those things with bigger budgets and, and more marketing. And that's why mm-hmm. they're consistently one of the most successful networks on television, even though people have to pay for it. Yeah. They have to say, I want to be charged 10 to 15 extra dollars to watch this per month above and beyond my already ridiculous cable bill. And yet it still continues to pump out, uh, the, you know, hit after hit. So shall we talk about format? Yeah, because we're evolving like the robots themselves. We are we are evolving our format here at Bald Move. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a long term, a long time rather Bald Move fan, you might be familiar with their Instant Take podcast, which is where Jim and I would watch the episode and immediately take to the microphones and do a quick and dirty, you know, off the cuff analysis, uh, just exciting and, and talk about the, the uh, just talk about our excitement and our and the big questions. We don't have answers to them yet, but we the big questions are raised in the episode. Um, and we've done that with some shows. We're going to do a new form of that this year called the Instant Talk Podcast, uh, where we are going to invite our club members uh, to watch a video, which is us talking for 10, 15 or so minutes about the episode. And then we're going to have audience participation with those club members where they can submit uh, questions through the YouTube chat feature, and we will we will answer that for an additional period of time, and then that's the Instant Talk podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. The public will be able to listen to the first half of that, and yeah. then which uh, is traditional Instant Take kind of thing, right? Uh, but where the the Instant Talk will be for club members. If you want to get in on that, uh, go to club.baldmove.com. If you wait the night of, unfortunately. Uh, it takes up to 24 hours for your account to synchronize after you pay. So yeah. it's a lot of times, if you wait to the last minute, you'll miss that first week. It's it's a process. You got to you got to you got we got we got to make your avatar a new body. You got to dip gotta it in the milk. The you got to plug it in. You got you just got to go through livestock and behavior, and <laughs> you know it just it takes a while to turn it turn around, man. Uh, so. That's going to be a new club feature, and also, uh, you know, it's it's also going to be an extra podcast for people. Um, the other thing is we've had a lot of soul-searching about how to deal with things that are not spoilers, but they're forward-looking statements of fact. Uh, speculation, theorizing. Last year, there was a lot of it. Mm-hmm. From the ver- from the jump, people were like, oh, it's two timelines. Oh, William is man in black, and... We do not podcast in a vacuum. We had come uh, through seasons of True Detective and Fargo and Mr. Robot where those shows, say what you will about them, but most of the extra alternative reality games and behind-the-scenes details and all that stuff 
turned out to not really be worth all of the analysis and all the ink that was spilled over them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were kind of jaded, and when that stuff started right off the bat with Westworld, we're like, there's no fucking way. This is a whole bunch of bullshit. And it turned out at the end of the episode or the end of the season, we were wrong. Like the the prominent theories were entirely correct, and we were probably wrong to discount them. However, a lot of people also get fatigued by obsessive analysis of those mm. theories and the back and forth. He said, she said, this evidence, that evidence, this disproves, this this proves, and I, it kind of got angry and ugly last year. Hmm. Like, I saw it in the subreddits, I saw it a little bit in our forums, I saw it in our feedback where people were getting, like, you know, there's this whole, there's a whole lot of, uh, well, you're stupid if you don't see, or you're <laughs> a credulous moron if you think, and I think that's a testament to how well Westworld played that game. Uh-huh. Because up until the very last episode, you could make arguments for both sides. Uh, you know, there's a thread in our forum where people are like, I'm not even sure if I want to get on the podcast until after the fact this year. Mm-hmm. What what are we how are we going to approach it this year jim i mean the the plan i think is going to be to spin off a separate show later in the week that deals specifically with the speculation um i i don't think there's a great way to really separate it entirely so i think right. we in the main cast we're probably going to mention things about you know particular theories right but we're not going to go deep into them and if you right. want that kind of stuff we will have a podcast for it right um based on whether or not the episode warrants it so like you know if there is a theory that we've been talking about like let's say you know there's a will william is the man in black two version um if, if there is episode like information in the episode that's going to turn the tide one way or another or add to the conversation mm-hmm. we will come in later in the week with uh, a podcast talking about it but i don't think it's going to be like a mandatory every week thing it could like we're saying it, it you know like if, if it warrants it we might do it for every episode but it's not right, the expectation. Not mandatory, it's yeah. more of like a bat signal kind of thing if, uh-huh. if the if the theory symbol flies and we're getting a lot of feedback and a lot of new evidence a new shit has come to light then we'll mm-hmm. do the and we'll probably announce it on that like the, the the somewhere in the main podcast, like we'll definitely have a yeah. theory speculation podcast. But that way, like, like Jim says, it's infor- we can't we cannot completely partition the speculation and the theorizing because we'll have to be you know if it's, if it's a big theory, we'll be referring to it in our analysis. But the the minutia and like like all the different evidence and the 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 twists and turns of it. Since I, we know the people, and obviously, honestly, I, I think Jim can can represent that side because yeah, I you got get, fed up with it last year. Yeah. I mean, th- there was so much back and forth about like every single week you'd come in with the same theory and have to right. rediscuss the whole thing, right? And that got really, really boring for me. Right. Uh, the other thing I will say is that there will be ten thousand variations. Like if we have a Men in Black mm-hmm. two there'll be a thousand variations of that, and. Uh, you're going to have to trust my editorial judgment to pick the best and the strongest, in my opinion. Now, I'm not perfect, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try to... What's your What's your mechanism for determining which are the best? My brain. <laughs> well, my bicameral okay. mind. I, I, I ask myself, self, does this look like a bullshit theory? And I either say, <laughs> yes, it does. No, I will say this. Evidence-based, yes? I will say this. Um, like, a good theory is one that says, I think William and the Man in Black are the same, and this is why. They both wear this gray, t-shirt, this gray shirt with a very yeah. distinctive pattern. They both use a Bowie knife with these little, you know, this, this weird little crossbow. They both, like, that's a theory that has evidence. What's yes. a bad theory is, 
I think Man in Black and William are the one and the same, and thus I think the Man in Black is working with Delos for a super soldier, and he's going, to, and they're all going to look like fucking Dolores, <laughs> and they're going to have machine guns instead of tits, and like that's fan fiction, okay? Yeah, that's, like, no, you, I think that's an Austin Powers movie. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Uh, I saw that one with Heather Graham, pretty good. Uh, that one was evidence to lead to a potential conclusion. One is assuming that conclusion and then spinning stuff off that's based on nothing other than your amateur ability as a Hollywood screenwriter. Yeah. So that second column, that second type of theory is going to be discounted. And that doesn't say that's not saying that you're not right, Mm -hmm. that you're not, you're not taking a guess and you won't be right. It's just, I don't think that's interesting. And uh, in my experience with Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, like it, there's just no way to read everyone's individual idea and take on that. And I don't think there's a way to have an honest conversation around it. You know, like right. how how can we go based on an assumption that we're making and talk about another assumption that you're making right. in any intelligent manner? I mean, we can say, okay, let's assume this theory is true. What consequences would that have? But right. I don't think that's that's useful or interesting for every theory that's out there. Right. So there you go. Um, if it's got some evidence that's that's actual, like this scene here shows this physical item that we see in this, and that means there's a connection, a, an actual connection between the two, that's probably going to get some some uh, us to entertain it if it's, you know. Or I'll, I'll even consider, like, narrative and thematic based theories sure. if they have like really compelling evidence for example you know we had a composer write in to talk about what a well-tempered clavier 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 whatever yeah well well-tempered clavicle uh the bone like we had an orthopedic surgeon talking about that bone in your 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 your, your collarbone that let no fuck it like if, if you've got something like that where you can take so, like some real world knowledge with mm-hmm. the thematic stuff if you can pick up those things that uh, Lisa Joy is Lisa Joy right, and Chris yeah. and, and Jonathan Nolan are dropping and pick it up and make those connections for us. Great, but your evidence is your lived experience and the Wikipedia article that you're going to cite and all that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean we're trying to have fun, but we're also the reality is I'm going to get a thousand emails a week, <laughs> and I want to be able to read 990 of them. So really, you're going to read 990 have... emails? Oh, I'm a sorry, week? I'm going to be able to read 10. Oh, all right. there'll be 990 that don't that don't make it. So, uh, yeah. That's that's the reality. Uh, we don't. I mean, I would have to podcast literally all week, every week, to to read all of that online. Yeah, I think that's the best way to kind of service both groups of people: those who don't want to discuss the minutia of theories, right. and those who do. So now, how are we going to get that feedback? Uh, there's two primary ways you can do uh, Westworld at baldmove.com. That's the primary way. That's your best shot. Uh, but there's also going to be a discussion every week. We'll have a um, we might actually uh, there's a the a discussion of like maybe two threads, one that as that includes spoiler or theories and speculation, and one that doesn't. Um, we used to do that on Game of Thrones, so I can certainly do that if if if, if that's interesting, and, and maybe I'll start it. And if the one thread never gets participation, we'll eventually merge them. But there'll be threads on our forums, forums.baldmove.com, if you want to kind of hash things out with your fellow fans, uh, discuss our podcast, uh, the latest episode. Uh, we will definitely have that stuff going too. So Westworld at BaldMove.com, primary way if you actually want to get an idea onto the podcast and if you just want to discuss it with your fellow fans and even me and Jim get in there, participate occasionally, uh, forums.baldmove.com. Yeah, and uh, we're, you know, not a new podcast, but we're returning after a long hiatus. So uh, one of the things that helps us out is if you can go on iTunes and leave us a review, 
um, that helps you know increase the notoriety. And sorry, it's not actually iTunes. It's called Apple Podcasts now. Mm. That's what they want you to call it. So um, yeah, check that out uh, on Apple Podcasts. Our watching Westworld feed and leave us a review there. And also, you can find us on you know Twitter and Facebook at Bald Move on both of those. Yep. Uh, I think that's where else. I think that's. Uh, well, I mean, there's Instagram. But that's oh, we have an fun. Instagram. We do have an Instagram. But uh, that's just fun stuff. And also, oh. I haven't put Instagram back on my phone since I wiped it like two months ago. So the Instagram's gone strangely dark of late. Since, since your phone attained consciousness yes. and you had to wipe it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not really ethical to make it post my <laughs> selfies and stuff if it doesn't want to. No. All right, that's it. We'll yeah. see you. Uh, this weekend is the, the premiere episode of Season 2. Uh, immediately after, if you're a club member, join us for the video uh, stream of the Instant Talk. Uh, and if you are not a club member, then an hour or so later, you will get that the, the instant uh, talk portion that you can have access to out. And there you go. All in the same feed. Also, so. uh, the main podcast is on Tuesday afternoons, as always. And if yeah. we do have a spoiler podcast, it'll come out on Thursday or Friday. Sounds good. See you then. See ya. <laughs>